Here we go. You're tuning in to Will Love Listen. Now listen. Hey, Michaela, this is Will. How are you? Hey, Will. I'm great. How are you doing? Good. I've been looking forward to this interview and uh, I'm excited to speak with you. I'm so excited. Thanks for thinking of me. Oh, absolutely. I've sort of, so oddly enough, I was introduced to you, I want to say back in 2017. I think I saw you appear on like Orange County Housewives with Megan. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. There I was. That's exactly. And then I started following you on social media and then I started seeing you appear on like, you know, different segments on like some shows and things of that nature. So oh, cool. I def I've been sort of you've been on my radar for a minute and I thought uh it would be a great interview, honestly. I'm so glad that you connected that's so awesome yeah because usually when I do an interview nobody knows what the heck I do so like <laughs> at least you know so that's good it's like a good intro to it so that's good thank you well I know I'm hoping to learn more because I feel like I'm versed in like other areas like um yeah. astrology and uh me you know I've gone to psychics and mediums since I was a kid to be honest but um we'll get into that but auras i don't really i don't really know much about i spoke with scott and i sent him a bunch of pictures from when i was a kid and then some pictures and then some pictures now and then two pictures with someone who i'm a bit involved with romantically and i want to okay tell me nothing tell me nothing i'll see what i get i'm not but before we before we get to all of that um yeah so since i was a child i was instantly involved in like religion and prayer which later became integrated with like manifestation and even things which one may label as white witchcraft. So I've always been very spiritual and involved with that Mm -hmm. since I was a kid. I've, you know, been fascinated with astrology, mediumship, and even numerology. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know like you're, uh, I was, I knew about the auras, which I don't know much about. We're going to get into that. But I, okay. kn- I knew that you knew how to read auras, but I did not realize that you were also a psychic medium. So I want to know a little bit um, before we dive into everything. Um, how long have you had this gift? Um, what are you able to pick up? And when did you decide to make it a career? Great. Okay. Yeah. So I too, from a very young age was in this world. I come from a psychic family, very Catholic though. So it was like everybody on my mom's side, like did this, but nobody really talked about it, you know? So it's kind of like an understood thing that it was happening and it was integrated. I think like what you're talking about was a lot of religious practices and stuff, but at the same time kept very separate because we knew it wasn't, um, it was frowned upon in a lot of circles. So the whole thing with me is I always wanted to be normal. You know, I didn't like the feeling that I would get of judgment from other people or people that didn't understand what this is really about. But from a very young age, it was like a supported thing. I would see things all the time. I, there was, I grew up in a house where an old woman had passed and I saw her all the time and it wasn't scary and it wasn't anything that was evil or anything like that. It was just, okay, you know, she's just connecting to the house. You know, it wasn't anything that had, um, I guess, a negative connotation with it, which helped me a lot. I also always seen colors around people. I did not know what that was for until 
I started teaching. So again, I didn't want to do this at all. This this found me. I did not want to do this. I wanted to be normal. So I went to school um, and I was actually a Spanish teacher for middle school for like six years. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I was like, oh, wait a second. Now the auras make sense to me because I would get the kids in the class and I would differentiate instruction based on aura colors. So auras are your energy signatures and it just rules really. It's like a filter on your life. Like it rule or if you put on certain sunglasses, it rules everything that you see and do and all your motivations and communications. But I saw that it was, Oh, wait a second. I can teach Spanish. I can teach the kids based on their aura colors. So I would do like, like um, purple kids needed to be more creative so that I would put more uh, artistic thing elements in my teaching or yellow, yellow aura kids needed more grammar lessons. So I'd make sure I do a grammar section before I jumped into the more natural use of the language or whatever. Then it started getting hard, though, because what I, what, what I was getting was the mediumship, the psychic, the, the, the feelings, the patterns, like the deeper stuff was coming through. And the worst time I would notice it is actually during parent-teacher conferences because the mom or dad or, like, whatever, like, it, they'd come in, and immediately it was, like, hit with messages, the dead people, the what's really going on at home, like the deep stuff that as a Spanish teacher, it's not my business and it's not super professional to be like, hey, you know, your, your child uh, is acting blue, but you treat them like they're purple, which makes sense as we get into this. Like you're treating them differently than who they are because of your own hangups in life or whatever. You know, like I couldn't yeah. say that to them. So it was like sitting in me. And I wasn't doing well. I was getting really anxious and I wasn't feeling authentic. I wasn't connecting to teach, teaching anymore. And I mean, fast forward, because like life changes happen, as we all know, in, in steps. <laughs> but <laughs> fast forward to I quit teaching and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. It's a family business. You know, my whole family's done it. I'm going to try it. My mom's like, just do it. So I started doing email readings. It's like, okay, send me a picture of yourself and I'll just see what I get. And I was, you know, sending, doing, and I was getting great feedback. And then I was like, okay, let's do in-person readings. And then it grew and it grew and it grew. So that's, that's in a nutshell what happened. Wow. That's an interesting journey. And I like mm-hmm. how the, how you were able to sort of use it as a teacher in terms of like, you know, getting to work with the students and bringing out the best of them up until, you know, you knew that maybe you couldn't. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was, I love teaching because kids, working with kids is great. You know, they're authentic. I think working with adults who aren't as owning of what they're going through, that's harder, you know, when you're, when you're an intuitive person. So yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I'm sure you get it too. It's just easier to work with people who own their stuff. When people own their stuff, it's easier to deal with them. Like, no matter what they are, they own it. They're good to kids. But, yeah, I love teaching. I love using um, colors. And that's what I try to do uh, still. I try to, like, on my podcast and, like, just when I talk about it, like, all right, auras in dating, you know, auras in working out, auras, like, because it, it does show up in those places. But then it's also deeper. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you sought out to make it your actual career because it looks like it's <laughs> been really working out for you. And you just launched your book. So I was looking at the book and now tell me what does your what does the angel numbers book entail? Yeah, so um when 
I was approached, so my whole thing with like psychic mediumship auras, you know, I kind of, I guess I started out on the aura foot, but I am like a psychic medium and, and everything that kind of goes with it. My whole thing is I really like to make it about you. You know, like we all have an ability to connect with that which is greater than us, but it lives inside of us. That's the whole thing. So I wanted to do angel numbers, not just the um, the index of what each one means, but also how, how to incorporate it into your life, what the next call, like what do you do when you see an, an aura number? You know, like a call to action. What does it, what's the personal meaning for you? Because you can look up 111 and get the general meaning, but there's something going on in your life that it's actually meant for. So everybody has their own personal team of spirit messengers or angel guides or whatever you want to call them around you. And they're trying to speak to you one-on-one. -on -one. They're your, they're yours and you're theirs. So there's a relationship that's, that's between, between you. And so just trying to tap into that using angel numbers was my goal with that. So that's just, um, that's just my angle. Like, you know, you see a number, now what do you do? You know, like, cause I, I feel, I, we all see it online. Oh, I keep seeing this number. What does it mean? Well, here's what it means, but also now check in what's going on. Cause it's always about something that you're going through right now, presently. Okay. All right. I've noticed that I feel like in my life, because I had heard a show years ago, I think I was even in my, my teens about numerology. And then I started oh. to read up on it a little bit. And I noticed sometimes I'll see certain number patterns patterns a lot like i'll see 11 11 a lot but i'll also see like 222 or like uh 555 right yeah so like and and angel numbers and numerology you know i try to keep things separate there's so many ways you can look at it you know and i there's so many places you can go to find out and i think that what everybody should do is get ex like all the thoughts and all their information together and then hone it in like what's going on in my life right now. But like, I love one, one, ones because for me, it's my screenshot number. So I tell people like, if you see one, 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 imagine the universe is like, just like on your cell phone, it's taking a screenshot of your mindset. Like in this moment, you got to get not exactly on a, you know, like your life doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to kind of be self-aware because they're going to take that and replicate it. So that's kind of my, whenever I see one, one, I'm like, Whoop, what am I grateful for? Oh, what's going right today? Just try to do the feelings check, self-awareness check, just try <laughs> to do something so that we don't replicate any sort of chaotic state I might be in right now for the future. Don't want that. So that's what I try to do. I try to like, what's the, what's the uh, call to action? Like two, 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 that I call it my angel trust fall number. So what in your life do you need to just let go and let God? Like what, what is going on? Is it love? Is it career? Is it money? Like what do you have to step away from and just let it do what it's going to do? So little things like that, I try to make, give you the power back or remind you, you, you have the power to do something in this moment. Okay. All right. It sounds like an interesting read because it seems like it's, oh, it's not entirely numerology focused. It's more like based on the message uh, for the reader or for the person who's seeing this number or that number. Yes, I'll send it to you. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what it's about. It's about what does this mean for you? Interesting. Yeah, thank you. I, I can't wait to uh, sort of dive into it myself. And your podcast, you have a podcast as well. So yes. go in depth about what, uh, you know, what you go into on Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. <laughs> okay. So... 
my whole thing is I really am into making the paranormal normal. <laughs> I like that. I like normal. that. I'm a very normal person. <laughs> like, if you see me, I'm just like, her? You know, I get that all the time. Like, you're a psychic? It's like, yeah, you are too. Like, you know, like, that's the whole thing, like, making the paranormal less stressful or, um, I guess, take away some of the stigma from it and normalize it for what does this mean for our lives. So I love topics that have to do with how to improve the authenticity of your life, not just through aura colors, but through anything that's going on. So I love talking about anything. Like I just did an episode this week on, um, you know, with the Tinder swindler and, uh, Anna Delvey, like, how, why do intuitive people get conned? If, like, some of us are so uh, intuitive. Story of my you life. Know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, and, and so I try to do, like, I call it, I'm such a teacher still, like, my hamburger method. So, like, in the middle of each podcast, I have, like, my lesson or whatever. So it's like, these are all the reasons why you're probably, if you get scammed, this is why. It's not that you're dumb or foolish or stupid, it's because you're connecting with these people believe themselves, you know, so you're connecting to, they feel like they're telling you the truth. That's one, two, there's probably a broken little child in there somewhere that you're connecting to. And you're, you're, that's the, that's what you're connecting to. And you're ignoring all the behavior on the outside. So taking that intuitive approach to life and seeing, you know, society all the time tells us that when we're compassionate, when we're empathic, when we're understanding that we're weak, we're vulnerable, and we're stupid. And that's not true. And a lot of us who have intuitive abilities and empathic abilities and who are just more compassionate, you know, based than others, we tend to believe that about ourselves. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I have a thin skin, or I wish I was more sense. I wish I was less sensitive, or, or, oh, I can't, I wish I could handle big crowds. I guess I'm just, I'm just shy. No, there's other things going on. So trying to own those parts of yourself and connect them to your spirituality. That's what I try to do on the podcast, but we have a lot of fun doing it. That's good. And you touch upon a good point. I feel especially in today's age, this digital age where it's almost like trendy to come off unbothered to just write yeah. like one sentence <laughs> captions and to basically be a robot. And it's almost like I feel like the media pushes this trendy image of like being emotionless and just being very like blah, you know, one line captions and just this superficial mentality. And for anyone who's mm -hmm. even like slightly empathetic or intuitive, it, it's just a lot to to deal with. So I like the it's fact isolating. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's very isolating. And I like the fact that you, you know, normalize the paranormal, so to speak. <laughs> I, do. I do. Every Halloween, we have like a I've had the podcast for three years now. So for three Halloweens in a row, I go do something like really ridiculously paranormal. Like <laughs> this, this, this year we went to on a ghost hunt with actual a ghost hunter with all his tools and everything. I mean, it was crazy though. So just trying to be like, oh my gosh, like how does this work? How, you know, and being also, listen, there's another end to things. We're very, gro I'm very grounded too. You know, not everything. You can't believe everything. So it's just, again, does it resonate with you? Great. If not, let it go, you know? So it's just fun stuff. Now, do you do read? Now, what does a reading entail for you? Because I know each psychic, uh, meet each reader really is different. So when you're reading someone, are you seeing auras? Are you using tarot cards? Are you just picking up what sort of a download comes to you? Like, what does the process entail? Yeah, so when I do a reading, I uh, like pictures. If you're not in front of me, I, I take your pictures. Um, 
I take pictures of when you're a kid. You know, I always say, like, send me family members, significant others, logos, stuff like that. So a lot, the only tool I use really are pictures because I get energy off of visuals. Um, mediumship, I need pictures if, if it's available, whatnot. And what I do is I sit down and I say my prayer and I just let spirit lead me. So I just kind of jump into the aura and I get messages from spirit guides and loved ones on the other side. Basically, I just for a minute, I'm like the phone, you know, like it's not me, it's spirit working through me and whatever I feel like you need to hear. When I do readings, it tends to be a lot about patterns. Why are you stuck? How do we move forward? What in the past is holding you there? What do you need to do um, in sometimes even the minute, most minute ways to move forward, to free yourself to the next step? Um, people in your life, are they good for you? Are they not good for you? Why? What are they represent? What are they representing to you? What are, what are your patterns is the big thing. So I, uh, it's like a very transformational and those are the message messages I get in a reading and I know every reading is different. I never know what I'm going to say, but I usually tend to get people with patterns and how they release them so they can move forward to the most authentic versions of themselves. All right. Yeah. I like that. So it's, it's very much, you're like, it's like you're not using a bunch of different tools. Like, no, yeah, it's like pictures. And, and with mediumship, it's, it's amazing how it depends. You know, I only love to read pets pictures, too, because animals are so, they give they listen, your pets know everything and they tell on you and, and on the <laughs> readings, they give all the good scoop. But like, like loved ones on the other side coming through, for example, sometimes like you need a message so you can move on or you need to just connect so you can have that closure or whatever. It's usually about moving forward and coming to peace with things. From early on, did you pick up auras before you were able to pick up everything else? Such a Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I did. You know, it was all a mishmash really of <laughs> like ability. <laughs> I think because it's so much, and, and so a lot of people are very intuitive, um, and, and, or who does who do this work. I mean, everybody has a different journey, but for me, it was a lot of different stimuli at the same time, so I couldn't organize it. So I feel like I got better at it when I sat down and was like, okay, let me just let me just lean into it and organize it, and instead of telling myself this is wrong or this doesn't sound like some, how somebody else does it or whatever, just let it come to me how it naturally does. And that assisted me in, I guess, like getting my direction in, in, in a better way in, in terms of what I do and how I can help people versus how somebody else can help people. That's awesome. So I, Yeah, because I would always get like dead people or I'd always like blurt, blurt things out that I should. <laughs> I really weren't like, okay, nobody needs to hear that, but it's true. Like I would blurt things out or I would just know things or, and, and, you know, when it's not in the context of, Hey, I'm mystic Michaela, you know, like, here's what I'm going to say. Like people listen when it's like, you know, 20 years ago and I'm just myself and I say something weird, then people are like, that's weird. You know, it, it, so my point is when you're doing this stuff, pick the right context to do it in. Otherwise, it's not going to be really helpful to you. Like, sometimes you need to kind of be around people and that take you and say, okay, I love you and I want to hear what you have to say and I get it, instead of just like random people who don't understand what you're talking about. So I couldn't teach anymore because it wasn't going to be appreciated there. So I had to go into this work. 
Well, yeah, no, that makes sense. It's like you use your gift in, like, you know, the confined world as much as you could. <laughs> yes, you're so right. And so many people do that. And, and whatever your gifts are, sometimes you grow out of the place. You grow out of your fish tank. You need a bigger one. Yeah. Well, it seems to be working out because you have your hands full between, like, doing the <laughs> podcast and the book and the readings. So you're still doing, like, phone readings, email readings, and in-person readings, correct? Yes, right now I'm doing... um phone and email only um hopefully one day I get back to in persons um but yeah I'm doing phone and and email I have a wait list that's so I in the meantime I always direct people over my Instagram or my Facebook group or you know my my podcast because I try to put a lot of tools out there um for everyone to like we call it over um with the Know Your Aura listeners, we call it aura explain, aura explaining. So you can aura explain yourself and others really quick. Once you <laughs> kind of hang out with the aura colors a while, like you'll get it. And then you can start aura explaining everybody in your life and yourself. So the tools are there. And I noticed on your website, you have a shop page with different crystals, crystal bracelets. <laughs> yes, I try to like have little like, meditations on there. You know, I just little things that little tools that help me. Um, and hopefully help other people too. I like it. <laughs> so I had sent you some photos and I'm really yes. curious um, okay. about what you pick up. <laughs> I love this. Okay, so I just got to establish you're the kiddo in the white shirt, right? The taller one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. And then I'm looking at you. I love kid pictures. They help me so much. Okay, so I'm looking at you now, Will. Okay. Interesting. All right. You're, all right, as a kid, I'll start there. Very purple and blue. What does this mean? Yeah. So, a couple things. One, it can be very hard in our society for boys to be purple, blue. A lot of purple, blue boys. It's just society's like harder on you. Um, and it's interesting. Now I see in your, in your adult pictures, you're purple, blue with a tiny bit of, you've got a little shell of green on there. So I can see that you've developed you've absorbed a coping mechanism or a color, which I'll see with a lot of purple blue guys too. But let me go into the purple blue part. So purple, I mean, creative. And this picture as a kid, I mean, creative, like very fatherly to your siblings, like extremely like caring, very much um, close to mom. I just get like this very on top of things, responsible, I mean, I feel like you knew a lot more as a kid than other kids sometimes know. So I feel like you just always picked stuff up and it was easier if you just were kind of given the truth about things versus have people tell you something that, you know, felt like censored for kids or something. So you just feel like you already always understood the old soul, all that. I mean, you feel very talkative <laughs> as a kid, <laughs> I get. But you're blue. So that's like all the purple. Blue very much feeling other people's feelings as your own. Very sensitive. I feel like a really sweet, a sweet kid. But very, always from a young age. And I wonder if they told you this growing up. Like you, did they? Did you hear that a lot growing up? Like you always got it, or you were really counted on a lot, like responsible, like that type of energy. Yeah, I was always very responsible for as a kid. Yeah. I was always older, mentally older than I actually yeah. was. And yeah. it's funny that you mentioned like the fatherly aspect because I've, yeah, I've literally kind of taking care of my sibling at one point yeah I mean that's you feel like even in this 
picture as a child, like, I would even be like, where's dad? Because, like, you feel like you take that role a lot as a kid and also want to be helpful, you know, to mom and helpful. Like, just that's just what you do. You step up. Yeah. And the the person that you are, you're also really smart, like, naturally. Like, I can just tell, too, like, your intelligence is high, but then your emotional intelligence is high, too. So then when I look at you, and you're just a sweetheart, but then when I look at you, um, now I feel like there's, this is where the purple comes in. Like purple people, purple aura people versus blue aura people. All right. As a purple, it's kind of like you can watch drama happen and know that it's not happening to you. If that makes sense. When you're blue though, you can watch drama happen and feel like you're responsible for fixing it or getting involved or something like that. I can see you going back and forth between those two things in life, depending on what the situation is. Like sometimes you get involved and sometimes you're like, not my problem walking away from that. So like I get, there's kind of like the, the, that juxtaposition is interesting. I can see in personal life though, the blue definitely weighs. So like family, you know, people you're in relationships with, whatever. I can see then you start doing the caretaking thing. And that's where I can feel like things can get a little messy for you because when you are in, you're all in. And that means you can get super hurt. And I feel like that's happened. I hope this isn't too deep for like whatever we're doing here, but I feel like this has happened to you enough that what happened was you took this green, green people, and you're not green. You're just kind of like, and it's, sometimes people wear inauthentic colors. It's just like a coping mechanism. So the green I see you have on, I feel like you take it off and on. Definitely it's for your work. Okay. So that's like your, I don't know, how do I market myself? Probably all your podcast writing, that kind of stuff for sure. Cause green people are visionaries and they're usually good with tech and they can kind of like, they're great working by themselves. So, and, and they're, they're entrepreneurial in a lot of different ways, inventive. The way that I see you use it too is kind of like a shell over the very emotional parts of yourself that could get hurt. So I get that when, when it's getting bad or something's going on, I can see you kind of moving into the logic part of that green and using that as some sort of armor for what's going on, which is good, but then it can kind of take you away from what's actually happening. If somebody's hurting your feelings, you can put the green up and then ignore it or whatever. So then you don't respond the way you perhaps should. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. eerily makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Cause I get like, this feels like honestly relationship stuff. So I'm getting kind of like the, the thought you put up with a lot and then you'll use logic to stay in the situation longer than maybe you otherwise would have. And that's what the green does. And that's not necessarily like green's great for work, not so great for the relationships, if that makes sense. But I also feel like it was a coping mechanism from childhood because you had to do that to have relationships with people, otherwise you wouldn't have them. So it was like survival. Yeah, no, it's it's so weird that everything you're saying is right thus far, because I feel like- And then this is, yeah, were your parents not together or something? Um, so my parents got divorced for five years and then they remarried a few years ago. Oh, that's funny. Okay. So I, cause when I look at you and that's your mom with the blonde hair here. Yes. Okay. So, cause when I look at you in this picture, like your mom's right hand man. So that you're pretty young to give off that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like mom. And 
And when I look at mom, like, she's sweet, but she also feels very childlike in a lot of ways. So I get this feeling like she needs kind of someone to look after her heart and someone to take care of her. And she, I feel like she just leaned on you a lot. And it was, it's fine. It, here's the thing. We, we're humans that raise people, so we're going to screw up. It's just what we're, we all do it. Um, it's just how they do it is really important in making sense of what we're doing now as adults and how we can separate our programming from what is probably better for us. So with you, I just get, you got a lot of accolades for being able to handle a lot more than you really should. So there was a lot of, wow, you really helped me. Wow, you're amazing. Like a lot of love came from being uh, selfless and supportive. And looking out for other people more than yourself. Now, as you feel like really happy, and your brother's funny. What the um, God, he feels like such a dude or something. Your, your brother, <laughs> the other one. What's his name? Yeah, he's like our. We're completely opposite, to be honest with you. <laughs> I feel like super. He feels like such a meathead. Or I know he's just a kid in this picture, but he feels like he's the one that's gonna like let's play football. Like, he feels <laughs> like, like crazy. Like, really sweet, but also just kind of like, wow, you are really just everything a boy is with quotes around it or something. <laughs> like, I just get, like, a lot of that. Um, he's funny, but he also feels like, I know he's just a little kid, but he feels like, just looking at both of you, I can see that you had to lean on each other a lot, and he's more kind of like, he gets his feelings hurt, too, but I feel like he'll brush it off a little bit differently than you do. Um, anyways, just random. So... I, oh, but moving on. Yeah, so I think I just wanted to... So we got to touch on your, your boyfriend. Is that okay? Um. Yeah. Yes. We don't have to. We don't have to if you don't want to. No, no. We. I I do want to. Um, okay. I, I might edit out... Uh, I might have someone edit out certain stuff, but yeah, so... Oh, so, so, so... Oh, is this being recorded? I'm so sorry. No, no. Okay. I want it to be recorded because I'm going to keep okay. most of it in the podcast because I've, you've okay. been accurate with everything you've picked up thus far, and I do feel like as an adult... The green definitely is been the way you described the green aura in my professional life is so true because I wish I was sometimes how I am in my professional life in my personal life Um, Mm -hmm. because you say my personal life that when I'm all in I repeatedly get hurt and that's a pattern that I just can't shake and that's why sometimes I I wish I was very bottom line and very just go just cutthroat like I am in my professional life because I feel like it like. I'm two different people, yeah. professionally and personally. Yeah, no, you are. That's it works in that green works for you in the world that you're in. Because like the world that you're in, like I um, you know, artistic and you know, feeling people out and really understanding what the audience wants to hear about, things like that. Like that's and connecting, connecting with people, like that's your blue, like you connect with them and you know what they want. That's your blue, your purple and your creative. So all that works for you. The green just is kind of like it's like the snow plow, you know, like that's the thing that's got to plow the road so you can be yourself as you go along. And yeah, that's the part of you that can be like, this is, no, we're not, I'm going to use my words. Nope, we're not doing this. Yes, we're doing this. Hey, what's going on here? Like that's kind of more, you know, the SEO or like whatever techie stuff you got to learn about, like you can handle it. So that all works for you. But the problem is in love, and this is just, it's not an overnight change, it's something to notice. I just get that you can dismiss a lot of 
behaviors and stuff because you go into the green mode like oh you're having this problem okay well here's eight solutions and I'll take over for this okay now it's better like oh it's still not like you're excusing behavior because you think that showing love is fixing things for people that really they should be fixing themselves so very true I just get that that's from that's for because I see in this this picture with your boyfriend he's just he's I just get that I'm not putting him down at all, and I feel like you guys have a good connection. I just get that he... I feel like this has been... You have kind of like a billboard on your forehead. <laughs> like, here, I take a lot of crap and don't expect a lot from you. <laughs> like that. And they're just like, oh, cool, let me show up. And I can see, and this part feels annoying to me for you, that financial, like, I don't know, you're together. Like, you feel it's very important to you to be financially together. Is that correct? Financially together. Um what do you mean by that? I feel like you want to make, I feel like you have a need to feel safe financially. So I feel like you're not somebody who wants to like, you know, be dependent on anybody ever. Yeah. Oh, that's very true because I'm, I'm very yeah. much a, like, I, you know what I mean? Like I'm very yeah. independent. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm very independent. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it's like I want to pay for my own stuff, and then because if I if somebody else does it for me, then I owe them something, or like all that kind of stuff. Like, and you just want to make sure that at the end of the day, like you got yourself covered, like that. I feel like that makes you feel safe, and that's. Not, I just get. I wonder if you attract men in relationships who I don't know. They feel Wait. like more dependent or something, and I get kind of like a I don't know a financial thing there that feels funny. Like you're really generous. You know, so like that's, I just, yeah, I get like a money weird thing with this too. I feel like there's a lot of ways that you can get taken advantage of and they're just saying like notice them and then um, ask ask to receive things too. I feel like it's really awkward for you to receive from people. But the more you ask for people to give to you or you just like let them give to you without saying, no, no, I'm fine. Like you're going to create more opportunities in relationships where people do give to you in all sorts of ways. Cause I just get with you. It's you're the type of person when I look at you, you're used to giving more than you are receiving. Yes. So they're saying, take a moment. And if somebody tries to give you something, don't dismiss it. Just say, thank you. Anything, a place in line, you know, like the tiniest, a compliment to like the tiniest things say, thank you. I will take that. Um, instead of, no, I'm good. Like tiniest ways. Cause then in the bigger realm of it, it will reflect back to you. Big pattern for you. Okay. That's very true because I'm very, I feel like I get myself into situations where I feel short stiff because I give so yeah. much. And, yeah. and then I tolerate it for a long time. And then I, I yeah. start getting upset and being like, you know, why is this person comfortable? Don't they see how much I'm giving? And it, you start building resentment. A hundred percent. And I think it's because like when you first meet people, you got that green on. And then the more you get close to them, the green comes off and they haven't changed. You did. So what's happening is, is we got to learn how to meet people as you. You know, and, and so they, so right away it'll, it'll definitely scare some people off, but <laughs> we don't want them, you know, they're what you're, you, the big thing I keep saying to people is, um, we don't do what's good for us. We do what's normal for us. So you got to find what's 
normal for you and then flip and change it if that's something you want to do you know so like what's normal for you is this pattern you're talking about it doesn't mean it's it's good for you it just means it's normal for you and we always we always look for normal because normal is what we know how to do so it's changing that and that's what's so hard about changing our patterns because it feels so weird and we don't know how to navigate like we know how to navigate our chaos better than we know how to navigate the good stuff that's different. <laughs> so it's just that that's how you can do it. They're saying sit in the thank you, receive, meet people exactly a hundred percent where you are. Just be aware of it. Okay. And you feel like my, is it more my purple or my blue that allows me to get hurt emotionally? You're blue, which is a lovely color. It's why everybody loves It's why everybody loves you too, though. It's that double-edged sword. Like, that blue... See, blue aura is, like, compassionate, healer. I mean, that's the part of you that feels other people's pain. Like, you... That's probably, like, why you do a lot of what you do, speaking up for people, advocacy, let's shine a light on this, like, stuff like that. Um, That's your blue. It's, It's the part of you that doesn't like a quiet voice. I'll speak for you, you know, like that. So, yeah. I can see a lot... Does that make... What's that? Yeah, no, that makes sense because I have a habit of like, if I'm, so like, I feel like I'm the opposite of a follower and I always was like this as the kid where like no one wants to be around the underdog or no one wants to be different, (laughs) where I was always the person who like, I'd stand up for the underdog or I would be like a mouthpiece. Do you know what I mean? Like that type of. Yes, I love that. (laughs) Sweet. That's so sweet. Like I always say with blue kids, like if you put a blue kid in team sports, like, it's really not about the winning for them. It was about, like, the team, you know, the ice cream after. You know, like, they don't, like, it's, you can't have fun if other people aren't. It's just, that's not fun for you. So, it like, you're the kid that, like, oh, here, nobody's playing with you. Here, you can ride my scooter. You know, like, stuff like that. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, why are you hanging out with, you know, the weird kid? It's like, shut up. You know, you're just, it's just how you are. And that's why everybody loves you. The problem is, and this is, like, the key thing. Some of those hurt people that come to you because you know you're like that aren't well-intentioned. They're hurt, yes, but they're not all well-intentioned. The big discernment you have to make is what are this person's intentions and do they have my feelings in their heart too? So just because someone's hurt doesn't mean you have to give your mouthpiece to them or do for them. If someone's hurt and they are going to pay it forward, you can tell they're not in a cyclical pattern of drama or, like, whatever. Like, then, then you know, we have to cut some people off of that helping list, if that makes sense. Like, not everyone's broken is your job to fix. And I always tell, like, moms of blue boys, especially like you, where... Like, um, cause you're, you're always the kids that are like, okay, I'll sit with this person at lunch or I'll give my I'll spot in line or I'll give my toy to this person or whatever. That's like little kid blue stuff. It's like, tell them, okay, but you know, are they nice to you too? Like, do they say nice things to you? Like remind the children, like, are they good to you too? We can't excuse bad behavior just cause they're hurt. And how does that look when we grow up? Same thing. Like if, if you have a friend and who's always like late or they're always, you know, making you pay the bill at the end of the night or something, or, you know, they're always like, I don't know, need pro- you know, money or help or what. Come yeah. on, like, all right, where are you getting out of this? You know? So it's just <laughs> asking and letting yourself know, like you're worth something out of this too. It has to be mutual. So 
it's just like the special blue problems that we can have and that's what can let in the hurt sometimes okay that <laughs> pretty much describes me it's more, i feel like the blue <laughs> really resonates in my personal life more than in everything else that's the personal life color that's like the color i see as you as a kid like when you're in this picture in a relationship you're more blue in this picture um but then it's funny with your headshot that you sent that's so good it's like you knew what to send me like with your headshot <laughs> like you're very purple with green and that was so la- like that, your, that was yeah. last year i was single i was not looking to meet anybody yeah. and i was very career focused <laughs> at the time i that photo was that's done so funny. <laughs> this headshot's like i will work for this like it's very uh yeah like fo- laser focused um yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah. That was my headspace at the time. I was not looking to meet anyone. I was just very focused <laughs> on like you know. I need to enjoy life and make this happen in my career. So what you, I was. So what's the purple? I guess the purple is that aspect of um, like what does pur- yeah. purple represent? So purple aura on you, and like I say these things with auras. Um, there's five main aura colors, but we all wear them differently. It's kind of like if I put on a sweater and you put on a sweater and it was the same color, it would look different. You know what I mean? Like that. So on you, a purple aura feels like your ability to cut straight to what people care about. It's almost like a special gift you have. It is. It's a special gift that you have where you can take... I don't know, someone can give you a pile of information and you go in and you just pick out the one thing that anybody's really going to latch on to anyways. And that to me is such a rare gift to have because there's so much noise out there in the world, so much noise. And you have this ability to hone in on the stuff that's interesting. Very purple. Also, you feel visual in a lot of ways. Uh, purple people are usually creative in different ways. You feel visual. Um, like you have, you know, kind of know what looks good or whatever in terms of, I think, like the business that you do, like media or branding or something. Okay. You know, something like that. Um, also, you can't work a nine to five job. It's just not you. I feel like you know this about yourself. Yeah. It's never going to work. <laughs> just, you can't. And finally, with you, you don't, it's not that you, how do I put this? Like, you don't care if people follow you or not. I feel like it's like, I'm going to be me. Anybody who wants to see what I do, come on. If you don't, please don't. You know, like, I feel like you're not, it's not, and that's a very purple aura thing. It's like, I'm going to be me. If this resonates with you, come join my vibe. (laughs) If not, (laughs) we don't want you like that. Like, it's cool. Um, You don't convince anyone to be in your space. You know, you're not a salesperson. So it's genuine, and that makes people, it kind of sells you the most. You know, it's a very genuine way for a purple person to sell themselves by not caring. And then people are like, ooh, all right, you know, it, I want to be here. It's a really cool kind of uh, vibe that you have. It's it's confident, and it's secure. And you're, you're real good in your purple. Okay. Do you feel like when I'm at my best? At your best, you're going to be purple, blue, and accepting of the blue thing. Okay. I think it's just that the blue got you hurt a lot. So you're like, ew, I hate that energy. But it is you, you know? So <laughs> it's like, we have to find out how to play Balance. nice with the blue and forgive it for like what it's let in in the past. It's just because of how you were programmed and raised. That's like the best version of you. The green is something 
And this is like Aura 2.0 stuff, Will, but you're, of course, complicated. You couldn't be easy. That's okay. <laughs> the, the green thing, because you got it so young, I, I, there's this whole other thing I talk about, it's inauthentic colors. A lot of people wear inauthentic colors. They got to get rid of them. Yours really, I can't call it inauthentic. It's it's almost like trauma created, which sounds terrible. I don't, I need another word for it. I feel like it's just because I see it a lot with purple, blue boys, because like I said, society isn't cool to you. You've had to kind of put armor on almost permanently to deal with it. And I will, I do see this in the LGBTQ community a lot where there's like a trauma induced or energy. I didn't understand it for a long time because I just see things. I don't always know what they're about. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like one day I was like, Whoa, you know, okay. I get it. Um, because I can't relate to that personally, you know, but I would see it and be like, what this, but enough readings was like, okay, I get it. So I will see that sometimes it's just like, you need, it's like, it's actually kind of your reality, but upsetting that society is like that. It's like, I need a 24 hour armor to like deal with life, but it's not going anywhere, you know? So I feel like you've put it to good work and the good work is your work. The place that might not work so great is, uh, is yeah. In love. That's my, where it might not work so great, but other, uh, other places it works great. Okay. All right. And you're pretty much on point with the trauma because I just I went through a lot of bullying when I was younger and just, you know, a lot of like, you know, family that initially was very difficult with me with the whole, you know, gay, everything gay. So yeah, I sort of um, learned how to sort of build like a, an armor and to try not to let people get to me, which I think that's why the green probably shows. Per- it, that's why I'm very cutthroat professionally in a good way, not a yeah. bad way, but just very like, like I know what to do and to, how to get results, et cetera. But, you know, sometimes, like you said, the green comes out in relationships because sometimes I feel like I do accept bad behavior because if everything else is good, I don't want to rock the boat. But sure. Yeah. You were very much on point with, a lot, with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. You know, like I, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's hard because you don't know it's served you so well that green it's like taking off a life jacket after the boat's sinking or something it's like i don't want to get rid of that that helped me like that green has gotten you through awful awful situations so it's really hard to put it down like you feel completely vulnerable but the thing is is you do it anyways you end up doing it in your relationships anyways so it's something that I feel like when you're really emotionally connected to somebody that blue's gone, I'm sure a lot of your really close friends, I'm yeah. sorry, the green's gone. I'm sure a, a lot of your close friends know will purple blue will with no green on them. Yeah. All. So it, there, and I'm sure like a lot of your close friends would describe you as, Oh, you're so funny at work. Cause you're this way to me. You know what I mean? Like that. And it's just, I'm sure without understanding that they're speaking aura, they, they see your aura. They see that. Um, so it's something that we love our green. We love that green aura on you. It helped you. It's been a great friend and savior to you in many ways. But sometimes it has to sit in the corner while you go do you. And that's that's kind of like the work that they either push you on just personally with like with relationship stuff because you deserve you deserve to to have somebody see you and give to you. And, and it's just hard. Cause like in the past when you were vulnerable, that's when people could cut you and, yeah. uh, and you don't want that to happen again. So yeah, it, it's complicated and it takes time. Finally, with the picture I sent you, you touched upon it a little bit of the guy I'm romantically involved with. You could be honest. 
do you think we're okay. what's his aura and do you think we're going to work or not because you said a couple a little bit about it and you were on point with what you had said but you could okay. give me your whatever <laughs> he's just not self as self-aware as you are so when i look at his aura now this is he's purple blue too but he's not like you at all like he's very, his blue is like locked in a box somewhere. Um, he's very purple and he wears an inauthentic red color. So to me, I feel like he's a kid that thinks he grew up. Now I'm not put, this is not me trying to put him down. I just get here. There's a lot of immaturity here and a lot of unwillingness to change his ways. He feels very stubborn. And I get that with him, he can try to use emotional tricks a bit. I hate to call him tricks because I don't know how, he's not a bad person. I feel like he's just like, he feels like perpetually 16 or something. So I get he'll kind of try to put things on you a little bit and throw it into your court and then you try to fix it. So I feel like he's constantly um, putting problems and situations like, well, Will, you said, but I'm just doing this because you said, or Will, you did. Well, that's on you. Like kind of, so it ends up being your problem again or something or something that you feel like that you have to fix or it feels a little dramatic for like what it's <laughs> supposed to be. Having said that, a lot of chemistry, that part feels good. It feels like you guys have an interesting time together. It definitely feels like there's a passionate connection, but I get also this feeling that I don't know if you feel like you can trust them a hundred percent. So oh, I hate doing this because like, here's the thing. I like people to figure out love on their own because I like everything's free. will. if I had to grade this relationship, I would not give it a passing grade. Oh my I feel God. like, <laughs> I just feel like we have things to work out and you guys got to be on the same page. Cause I feel like you own a lot of what you are, but I don't know if he owns a lot of what he is, if that makes sense. Wow. Well, I appreciate, I love directness. So you're very much on point. I think us okay. both being blue purple makes sense yes. because when we connected immediately, when we connected, we straight off the bat started hanging out every other day and we, oh. we travel a lot and there's a lot of yeah. sexual chemistry there. And when it comes to, yeah. And we, ha I haven't found someone yet that I've been able to go this deep with since my oh, first relationship 12 years ago. And wow. right after I came out. So that's like, oh. there's such a deep element there and we have such good sexual chemistry. But on the same time, he's very, the wearing the a fake aura red, yeah. I, I had to, I was laughing, trying to hold back laughing <laughs> because he's so self-conscious. So self-conscious. That's so and and could be triggered by so much like when he goes oh. out whereas i'm very much and you kind of said this earlier take it or leave it like does he try to be more i don't know how to like macho or something yeah like, yeah I get, yeah that's the red mm -hmm. yeah more more like masculine and is very self-conscious when we go out about how he appears and where oh. i'm just the type of person where you kind of picked this up earlier where i'm just like fuck it where <laughs> I'm not going to try to impress anyone. If people like me, they like me. If they don't, I have too much going on to try to appease every, you know. And, 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 yeah. 
But yeah, I feel bad for him because that's got to be hard. And, and I can see like your blue is trying to make him feel like he has a safe place with you and, and all that. But having said, it can be hard to be kind of like, I don't know. It's like he accepts himself, but I feel like he also like wants an, like, like an image. Yes, exactly. And, which is, yeah. which is so ironic because I'm the one who does a lot more work in the public. And I, I don't think like that at yeah. all. I really don't. Yeah. Well, that's why you, that's why you're successful because like, you just are, it's authentic. People can tell. People can tell. Even if they can't say it, they can tell. I know you, that, you probably, that's your whole job, like picking people that are, I don't know, like with it or not with it or whatever. Um, uh, I, and that's, a, I feel bad for him. I just get that. I wish he would just be a little bit more, I guess, like self aware of these things or want to work on them. I think that would make it a better connection for the two of you. But yeah. you'll see. Yeah. So that's so funny. You're really on point with that. <laughs> well, you'll see. You'll see. I mean, he's 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 a nice person, and I just get. I mean, initially, I was just getting a feeling you do so much. You do uh, so I, much. A lot, a lot. I do. Yeah. Trust me. I mean, yeah. You know, and your guides are just like that's like you do a lot. You know, like, what's he doing for you? And and so you might just have to ask him to do things too. You know, or just like, hey, yeah. Yeah, or compliment him when he does do something so he gets the hint to do more and then let him do things too. Like, hey, I'm going to the store. Can I get you anything? Yes, even if you don't need anything. Yes, like you do that. Like make sure. Little things. Okay. All right. That Which is, <laughs> that's so eerie. That's literally, yeah, I do a lot and I'm very much an emotional, I don't, ah, like I almost sometimes feel like his emotional keeper at times. Like, yeah, which is good, yeah, which is good. I, I like yeah. the fact that he's so comfortable with me and he tells me everything. But, yeah. you know, on the flip side, it's sort of, you know, then but then I get sensitive over little shit because sometimes I feel like I do so yeah. much. You should notice this or notice when I, you know, need you to do this or, you know, or, or yeah, like you're going to have to tell him. Lah, yeah. Without him getting defensive because like that inauthentic red, you can get like like you know kind of like knee-jerk response to things instead of so like hey oh my god I loved how you filled my gas tank that meant so much to me like it really made me feel good thank you so much like little things like you have to give them the thank yous and then like the nudges (laughs) (laughs) keep doing that you know like I mean yeah and hopefully he's to me he feels like stuck at 16 like there's some sort of I don't maybe something happened at the age or something because I get almost like this emotional stuckness a bit where that's that's his way of protecting himself where he's kind of gets stuck in his point or stuck in a moment or stuck in a in a developmental stage emotionally or something yeah um that's yeah very accurate and it's growing with you but maybe not outside of this relationship so like he needs to have those kinds of like growth moments with friends or coworkers or like anywhere like himself you know so yeah well you nailed it Oh, I love, I love reading pictures. It's my favorite thing to do. Sometimes spirit's a little direct, which is not my favorite thing, but because I'm nice and I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but you are the cutest little kid. I love little kid pictures, and you're just, you must have been such the smush of, like, all your teachers and stuff. Like, oh, my gosh, like, you must have gotten that all the time. Did everybody love you? Um, Yeah, well, maybe not all my classmates, but the teachers did for the, the teachers, most part. Adults. <laughs> Yeah, they saw how special you were. I'm sure a lot of them did. A lot of them did. Oh, thank you. Wow. So this that was a very on point reading. Um, in case anyone hasn't noticed, um, I'm, I'll be probably doing a recap and diving into more um, of like how accurate that was. 
But for people who are not familiar with auras is, and I know you said the aura kind of changes depending on the person. It might mean something different, but in a general sense, what does each color mean? Yeah, so, okay, so there's five main aura colors, and then there's, like, three other aura colors that come up a lot. Um, so reds are direct, assert. so red auras are, like, direct, assertive, take charge leaders, they have really good natural instincts. These are, like, your firefighters, small business owners, managers, things like that. Blue people are natural, empathic, they're sensitive, compassionate, they're givers. These are, like, nurses, therapists. Know, customer service, HR people, stuff like that. Yellow people are organized, curious, multitaskers, constantly want to self-improve. They're always buying the self-improvement books and stuff. Love direct, honest communication. These people are in marketing, like interior design, therapists, retail. Um, purples. Purples are creative, intuitive. They're very rebellious. They love change. They love artistic out outlets. We talked a lot about that. Greens are logical, um, intellectual, detail-oriented thinkers. They love passionate projects and a lot of challenging self-growth, uh, production, engineer, a lot of engineers, finance, tech, producers, um, turquoises, and then there's turquoise indigos and pinks. Turquoises are very rare. They're They're kind of like a lot of Reiki healers, energy healers, acupuncturists. Um, indigos are, uh, they're very absorbing empaths and they usually work one-on-one -on -one with people. So these are like your speech therapists, things of that nature. Um, pink people, Britney Spears is pink. It's kind of like all you need to know about pink people. <laughs> they're like very optimistic. They're a little naive. They're childlike. Society is constantly trying to put them in a cage. Like all, like all the time. Like Marilyn Monroe was pink. I mean, I could, Selena, I could keep going. Um, they're usually designers, influence, influencers, artists. So those are the, those are the colors in a nutshell. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. And someone, do you find that most people are one aura color or are they like me, a combination? Or am I just a complex minority? <laughs> most people are two aura colors. You're complex because you have that green thing going on um, that's not supposed to be there, but is like that kind of. Um, sometimes, very rarely, people are tri, tri colors. Like Adele has three aura colors. So usually people are a combination of two. Interesting. And do you find that people either A, get along, whether it's family or friends, or B, have a better relationship, such as a romantic relationship, if their aura color is the same person as the, I mean, the same color as the other? That's such a great question. Okay, so the logical aura colors, like the reds, the yellows, and the greens, they, like when a yellow meets a yellow, for example, um... It could go either way. <laughs> you know, those are the ones that are for red meets a red or green makes a green. You know, those are the ones, if there's going to be a problem, it'll be with those colors meeting themselves. The other colors, like purples, blues, turquoises, indigos, like when they meet each other, they become best friends forever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That kind of makes sense because, you know, who I showed you a picture of, even if we may not work out in that way, I think we'd probably always stay in each other's lives. <laughs> Yeah, it's just there's just some there's that emotional connection happens regardless. And um I think sometimes when you're blue and purple and you meet another blue purple, you're less triggered by your own issues. You're more kind of aware of them. So when you see your issues in other people, it's more of like, oh, a connection versus a trigger point. Whereas I think the reds, yellows and greens, when they see themselves in another person, they can 
I don't know, they're not always great with coming to terms with their own stuff. So when they meet that another person, they can nitpick at it. <laughs> it makes sense. It's almost like left brain, right brain, but in a different way. Uh, yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly what it is. Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. You really went all in. And not, <laughs> and not just reading me in more ways than one. But... <laughs> but- I did. I love his aura stuff. I mean, it's it's there's so much to it. Um, so I just try to cover it as much as I can in any facet I can. I feel like it's an endless topic. And where are you based, by the way? I'm in South Florida. I'm 45 minutes north of Miami. Nice. I actually um, was just in Florida. I'd love to move down there. I was visiting friends in Tampa, but then I got a rental car and drove to Orlando and north of Miami. I was in Pompano Beach. I'm not sure if that's... Oh, stop! Yeah, I know Pompano Beach. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that's probably not far from you because it is north of Miami. It's really not that far. Yeah, it's 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 so cute there. Oh, fun. And you went um, Alligator Alley, right? Did you When you crossed the state? Uh, Alligator Alley? Oh, you didn't drive that way? There's like this road. I mean, Florida's so weird, right? I mean, we can all admit that. And <laughs> when you... If you drive from Tampa to, like, East Coast, West Coast, there's this, this row, it's called, they call it Alligator Alley, and it's just a strip of nothing. Just nothing. Did you drive that? I, I very well may have, because the way I came was, I did Tampa to Orlando, and then I went from, okay. and then I went from Orlando to um, Pompano. Okay, that's, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild down here. It's it's interesting. I like it, it though. I, Overall, I really do like Florida. Oh, I love it. I, I have like a special purple. I call it South Florida purple for down by me, like you know Miami, this area. Um, just because the, anybody on the news, like when somebody does something weird, you know they're always from like this area. So <laughs> I call it the South Florida purple. They're just a little wackadoo, but fun. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And do you have um? Any events coming up some t- this year or um, any projects in the works coming up this year? Right now, just working on the podcast and um, just been uh, really trying to get the book out there for anybody who's interested in it and my Instagram. Okay. All right. Perfect. And people could book. Your general reading time is 40. Is it 45 minutes? Yeah. Usually I do 40 minutes. There is a wait list of like 16,000 people. <laughs> Wow, that's I know. insane. I feel funny saying it, but I have a wait list. So they can join the wait list. 16,000. So let me ask you this. So having such a long wait list, how many readings do you typically do in a week? So it depends if I'm working on a project or not, but I, can, I can't do that many. That's the thing because, you know, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. So I usually do like, I don't know, like maybe six readings. Yeah, like six readings. And then um, I try to fit in email readings where I can in a week. All right. Wow. So people, if you're listening to this, you better get on that wait list. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad. I I feel so bad because I love reading people and never stop, but I feel bad when I can't get to everyone, you know? So it's, it's, I always like, I still love you. And you know, there's other places to come hang out. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So get on that wait list people. Oh, and definitely listen (laughs) to the podcast because in the, in the interim, you'll probably need those tips. And (laughs) You'll probably see what I'm about to do right now. Take advantage of this opportunity because if it's that long of a wait list and I have you on the line and you have the photos in yes. front, you have the photos in front of me. Tell me anything I need to know about any aspect of my life, and don't be afraid to embarrass me because I embarrass myself a lot on this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, Will, I absolutely um, 
You know, I think like the number one thing I feel about you, and this is just like a compliment from spirit, <laughs> is <laughs> to me, you feel like you're really okay with being goofy or something. Like to me, you feel like you're like, you know what? I, and then I think we talked about that too with your purple. Like, I don't care. I'm putting myself out there. Here I am, whatever. I feel like you are really good at saying what everybody's thinking and you're really good at being like, listen, I said it, you know, like it or don't, but here, like, and, and I feel like it's just such, they're just patting you on the back for it because you do it in a way that's very kind, but also very honest. So I just feel like, I don't know, spirits, I guess they're giving you maybe like a, like an artistic direction with that because they're like, keep on that because I feel like your ability to be confident and yourself and unapologetically um, honest about how you feel inside gives other people the, um, I guess, the pathway to do it for themselves too. So it's that confidence is not selfish. I think you're telling people this, like confidence in yourself is not selfish. It's actually helpful to other people. Wow. Okay. All right. Thank you. I feel like when I had first started this podcast, and you could relate to this, I was a little bit intimidated, uh, intimidated because I had, so I book a lot of like big guests, like obviously you um, and other people. And like, so last season, I think my first shows were with um, Susan Miller, the astrologer. Um, Oh, yes. She was the first episode. And then I had Neon Trees, the band uh, frontman Tyler Glenn. I had Lisa Loeb. Um, you know, Brandy Clark, um, got a Margaret Cho. So oh my gosh. initially my first few shows, I was a little bit timid. I was timid in the re in the recaps. Cause I'm like, how much should I reveal or say of myself? And now I kind of just don't give a shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like screw it. Here it is. So I was seeing that you're, you're uh, interviewing Meredith Marks and I was like, Oh, cause I'm such a housewife. <laughs> oh my. So get this. I spoke to her legit right before you. Oh my gosh, did she disengage? <laughs> she did not. She was very engaged and she gave a lot of tea on. Oh, I can't wait. About I can't wait to listen. Every single cast member. So. Oh my God. I, she's indigo. And I always say, like, don't piss off an indigo, you know, because, like, they, like somebody pissed her off and it's, it's done now. Because, like, they do, um, I call it, like, the indigo or the door slam. It's like, once we're done, we're done. And here we go. You know, like somebody really hurt her. But I'm I'm so excited to listen to that episode. Yeah, she was really good. And if you enjoy Housewives, you probably get a lot of followers from Housewives having appeared on Orange County. Um, Yeah. But I recently interviewed three of the Miami women. I don't know if you watch Miami. Um, I did. Oh, my gosh. I interviewed Alexia, Julia, the first um, LGBT housewife, and uh, Marisol. And I also interviewed uh, just yesterday, actually, Countess Luann. Stop it. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm just, I'm fangirling here. This is awesome. I can't wait to listen. I, Maribel was like my favorite. Like I just, there's just something about her, just her vibe. I mean, I just, all of them and, and the countess, uh, she really, she's like a rubber ball. She bounces back and you got to give her credit, you know? Yeah, she does. I, I do. Give her, <laughs> she She's really busy. I mean, I know they're about to film New York, but she has a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully um, the cameras will capture that. Um, Good for her. And then so that Miami, you live not far from there at all. Have you met any of them? Who did I meet? I met like, um, oh, this is terrible because I hate when I don't remember a name because I, I forget things all the time. Oh, my gosh, it's going to bother me. Anna. Oh, my. I mean, yes. Uh, who? Anna, who used to be on there? Anna uh, yes. Cooks. With a Q. Yeah, with a Q. On. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. I think it's like, not even of course coming up on my Instagram. I met her. That's the only one I met, but she was, she was awesome. And she was so honest and she's extremely like direct and they're just like very motherly. But you know, she was so crazy because I met her when I was with my husband I gotta find out her last name because I feel bad. Um, I think it's uh, Kinosis, but I think on Instagram it's Anna Q O O K S. Okay, yes. Because she's a cook. Yes, she's a cook, and was, so she's like crazy psychic because she said something when I, I met her with my husband, and she goes and just without missing a beat, she looks at my husband. She goes, "You remind me of Peter Pan," <laughs> and we this meant a lot to us. Okay, because like we both dropped our jaws because my husband is called by his parents Peter Pan because they feel like he has Peter Pan syndrome. Oh my he never God. wants to grow up. And we're like, why did you just say that? She's like, I don't know. You just feel like Peter Pan. And we're like, we don't even know you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how'd you know? <laughs> so she psychic us. It was crazy. So it was, uh, that was an interesting experience. But that, that has to be interesting. Oh, you should try to meet some of the other women. Cause I feel like, having interviewed the Miami ones, um, I just feel like they're very down to earth. Like they just don't, you know, I feel like sometimes some of the other women on different shows could come across guarded. Um, yeah, but she, they were very, you know, whatever. Alexia would just had no problem talking about anything. Like I spoke, you know, so her for her first husband, um, her that famous Peter Rosello was involved, yeah. you, you know, with cocaine trafficking and all of that. And she appeared, yes. she appeared in the next Netflix documentary. We spoke about that. Um, we spoke oh about God. her sons and the arrest. Um, and like Herman, you know, her ex-husband who's now deceased and the whole gay lover situation. So that was a very interesting interview because she just, you know, she didn't put up a fight with any sensitive subject. She's, you know, she's got, um, a lot of red in her aura. She just like owns it. That's just, and red people are like that. Like, they're just like, here it is. What, you know, you already read about it. I'll tell you my take. Like, there's just not... Like there's honest that honest direct. I love that with people. Um, she seems like a straight shooter. Yeah, I, I kind of maybe I should try to stalk these people since I'm down here. I've read like other house like I read a lot of the New Jersey Housewives and stuff like did that. You, did you read the New Jersey ones? Is, I feel like the, the, did you read the New Jersey ones? I read like Jennifer Aiden. Um, I like her. So she actually lives the next town over from me, but I never met her. Oh my gosh, you should try to meet her because she's very. I mean, I know, you know, the edit's so funny because, like, you don't want to say something and people get mad at you. But, like, she's actually really nice. She's just, like, a really nice person. And, um, yeah, I went to lunch with her. She was down here once. We went to lunch. Like, she's a very, you know what it is with her? This is my take on Jennifer Aiden. She wants to talk about how great her life is. Yeah. It's almost like, and she does, and it comes off as, and I can see where it can come off. It's like, okay, like, we got it. Like that. Like, uh, But I don't feel like she's trying to make anybody feel bad about themselves. I feel like she's trying to make it available for them, too, or something. So, like, the big thing with her is, like, look, you can have this, too. Look at my life. Look at my house. Look at my big house. Look at this. I feel like that's just how she is, you know? And so I feel like it's just such an easy edit, though. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like just. Christmas for those edit people like every day that she talks but meeting her in person it's like okay like she's just she's proud of it and I, she wants other people to feel like they can get it too I kind of feel bad for her because I feel on that show that's one where the women don't pull their weight I feel like Jennifer actually 
Like she does her job. She showcases her life, her family problems with her parents, her her brother yeah. and, and, you know, them not accepting him being gay and her marriage and this whole cheating thing that happened 10 years ago. I feel bad for her because, you yeah. know, she puts her life on blast, which is part of her job. But I feel like Melissa and Jackie and yeah. and Margaret and Dolores, um, they're probably great in real life, but yeah. th- they don't really showcase you know, any imperfections. So it's, you know, it's easy to judge someone when you're not in the hot seat type of deal. So I kind of feel bad for Jennifer. That's such a great way to put it. Cause I think you're absolutely right. That's such a great way to put it. Yeah. And, and I also feel like a lot of them get in cahoots on that show. They like do. Like behind the scenes. Well, you yeah. Know so, so they're like, we're not talking about this or we're going to talk about that or whatever. Like it's definitely preordained. Well, you know, it's so funny. Feeling. Spe- speaking of this. So I hate to say it, but I'm technically in my thirties now, <laughs> but 10, 10 years, <laughs> 10 years ago when I was still 20, 21, um, and I had just started doing the whole magazine, uh, working in magazines and publishing, um, I was really good friends with Kim D. Do you remember her on New Jersey, the boutique? Oh, yes. So, the fashion show. Yeah. So I, I was friends with Kim D. And I knew through a mutual friend, I knew Melissa. But oh, wow. Kim D. had a big beef with Melissa. So I yeah. basically, and she, Kim D. was friends with Teresa and a girl who used to be on the show, Penny at the time, who I was uh, friends with. So they basically... Through me, they I was like the liaison to put a lot of bad press out about Melissa at the time. Um, and, you know, I was getting paid for it. But Melissa kind of hates me for that. Oh, no. <laughs> but it You're was on a, her list. Yeah, but it's like I kind of want to make up with her because I've ran into her. For some reason, <gasps> I've ran into her over the past year at three different times at like three different Stop restaurants. It. Yeah. And she would like I ran in and once she was sitting right in front of me and it's like I want to approach her and be like hey man it's all get in the hood it's like I they they were they were just you know I was getting paid for it I was 20 at the time so I hope there's no hard feelings but I I didn't really have the balls to do it so (laughs) maybe maybe the fourth time you run into her you'll do it that's a crazy story isn't it yeah so they um it was during season four and season five if you remember that show it was the time when um, all this stuff came out about her previously being a stripper and then a lot of her <laughs> former friends filmed that season. Do you remember that? It was kind of like her. Oh, yeah. That was like the biggest storyline. Like, her that ex- was cr- and then it was like, was it true? Was it not true? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like her ex-boyfriend, um, Bulldog, like was appeared on the show. Her former <laughs> best friend, Jan. That was like a good season. But yeah, like, like they were all like giving me shit to put out in the press and I would do it. And I would get a little bit of money. But like. <laughs> But I know they were dark times, Melissa. I'm sorry. I know, but I never actually come to your shore house party. (laughs) I know, right? But I never actually had an issue with the girl, and it's you know what I mean. But she so remembered who I was because we were at this restaurant, Batagra, and she was sitting right in front of me, and she kept on looking back, and I could tell she was talking, and I'm like, oh, like I'm like, oh, that's the dude that I know. She must know the whole thing by now, you know. It's um, awful when somebody hates you because you like you feel that and like she's oh god you're just gonna have to do it one day and even if she like spits in your face at least you know that you did you did it you, like you leveled it like you 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 addressed the vibe at but, least you know that you did that then it gets even better so in December this past <laughs> like a couple months ago um we were down in Atlantic City I had to do a big story on this casino called the Ocean it's beautiful and um there was a play that was playing that was part of like my on my agenda to do for the three days while I was there and it just so happened to be a Christmas play my big gay Italian Christmas that her sister Kim was in (laughs) so I just feel like I keep on running into either her or her sisters and then at dinner that night so me and 
uh, you know, the guy who was in the picture. Um, so we were out to dinner. Um, and they pulled out the red carpet for us down there. So shout out to the ocean in Atlantic City. And we were having dinner at the steakhouse. And right in front of us were Melissa's two sisters <laughs> and their husbands. Oh, my God. This is so And they, they all know who I am. And I felt like, again, going up to them. But I'm like... You know what I mean? I'm like, I wonder if they're wondering too why they keep running into you. I wonder if isn't that's that a weird? Like in their world, I've never ran into someone like that from my past so fucking frequently. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you feel bad about it or something. I don't know. Like, you know, like we all do awful things when we're like, I don't know. We do like silly things when we're younger or whatever. Things we wouldn't do now. And I, if somebody doesn't understand that after you kind of level with them, that's on them. Yeah, you know? I, I was just, well. I was twenty and twenty one at the time, but I will say, yeah. like, they really did not like her. Like, I could un- <sighs> I could understand Teresa not liking her, but like Kim D and like all the friends from her past. Like, um, they really did not like her. Like, they were all, like, they really wanted to take the girl down. <laughs> oh, my God. She, she, like, really triggers people. Yeah. I think it was, at the time, from what I remember, it was basically, like, they felt like that she had, like, a wild past. Like, she used to be a party girl and mm-hmm. get laid. They kind of wanted to, like, take down her, like, thank you, Jesus image, basically. Yeah. Like, oh, cause, well, she teased up her image a little bit, too. I think because like at the I remember that whole thank you Jesus <laughs> yeah like at the beginning like all oh, my husband and and being this good Italian wife and all that whole like I'm a you know Virgin Mary mother storyline and yeah. stuff like that like I can see I can see where but I can see that because now she's like I like to get drunk and when I get drunk I kiss girls like that's kind of her new thing <laughs> which I think it's good there. she embraces I think it's good she embraces that it's sort of like a shock yes. her because I remember at the time like all like the people that she used to chill with they all wanted to get stories out there about how a party girl substance and stuff like that they wanted to say like she was cheating on Joe with the ex-boyfriend and all this shit so they really did not like her so and I like don't know. the people that go on these shows, I don't know like how. And there was even a it. there was a picture that leaked at the time. It was like some picture of like she was on a toilet with pill bottles and stuff. Like they really were getting that stuff out there. They were, God. yeah. So I, I think feel like it, this was before rabbit holes were really as like they are now. Which she's purple too. She evolved. Oh, is like, she so really efficiently? Yeah, she's she's purple. Like just her evolution. Like we've seen her. Like every listen, every season she has to be relevant somehow, and she's figured out how to do that. So I mean, that that takes that's. Although I think it's easier to stay on Jersey than it is to stay on the other franchises. I do agree with that. Like Beverly Hills, yeah. I used to be a big fan of oh. Beverly Hills, but they got rid of everyone I liked. <laughs> oh, did they? Who did you like? Who was your person? My probably my favorite housewife of all time is probably Brandy Glanville. Right. I and I interviewed her twice. I interviewed her during season oh. three. She was one of the first, my first interviews, actually, like ten years okay. ago when she first came on the wow. scene. I interviewed her, and then I interviewed her again in like 2015. But yeah, no, I just feel like I've never seen someone bring it on that show. She does she, bring it, but, and she She's moves a quick. Yeah, because they all have like their branding and their marketing. And their images, and they come like exactly how they be portrayed. And then you just have like Brandy. Um, she's purple too. I saw all these purple people. Like usually in entertainment, everyone's purple, but like I call her like hot mess purple because she is. She's like a hot mess, but like she would probably agree with that. And she doesn't like if other people don't expose their hot messes either. So that's why I liked her. She was entertaining, and her and Kim together were like my favorite thing ever. They were, although Kim kind of. <laughs> 
I just felt she was uncomfortable to watch at times. Well, it was bad when she was really sick and they kept um, showing that when it's, you know, when she was really in her addiction or was untreated or whatever was going on with her. I was, you know, I don't know. But like that, it's, and that's why I couldn't, I stopped watching New York because of that. Yeah, New York, what, with Sonia and all of that? It was getting too much. Like, I'm like, this isn't funny anymore. Like, some some of these people need, like, help. Like, it was hurt. Like, it wasn't fun to watch. It felt like entertainment at people's, I don't know, you know, like, cross the line or yeah, something. Yeah, like, at their expense, you know. Yeah. That's it, it wasn't, like, their choice anymore. Like, there was something wrong with them. So, that's, I stopped. I stopped because <laughs> of that. It wasn't, like, this wasn't fun anymore. This is, like, sad. I can't do this anymore. So, which franchise is your favorite right now? Beverly Hills. Oh, and I really love Salt Lake City. I really do. I really enjoy the weirdness of it. And just, I don't know. I don't really know much about Utah, but like the auras are different there. Like I swear, like they're just, um, (laughs) it's just so odd how they, how they approach filming and how nobody quite has their image down, I think is interesting to me. Like they're always wearing something different all the time. Like they're not going with a certain style, which kind of, it, it, it inter- they're, they're playing at it or something. So that interested me. And to have an Indigo housewife is so rare. So like Meredith was very interesting to me. A lot, a lot of Indigos don't like to be public in anything they do ever. So I thought that was really fascinating. So that's my favorite one right now. Yeah, you'll definitely like the interview with her because she oh, gave she gave me a lot to work with, and she's oh. doing a lot of advocating for a lot of causes. Or she's go you're, well, oh, you'll see that coming up and LGBT related things, mental health related things, addiction related things. So you know, and that's like her thing because I had we had discussed yeah. about like people not using their platform for things, and she was like, "Well, I came mm-hmm. on here and I kind of wanted to do advoc- advocacy work, etc." Which I thought was um, admirable. That's an indigo thing to do, too. Like, indigo, they're like blues, but a little bit less into people looking at them or something, if that makes sense, or more one-on-one. And I thought that her her protectiveness of her family, even though it wasn't perfect, like with her husband or whatever was going on, like, she was very protective of everybody, though. And I thought that that was very pure. And you could tell, and I just wonder, that's why I can't wait to hear the interview, because you can tell, like, something was going on behind the scenes somewhere. Oh, there that, was, like, yeah. We don't know. Yeah, like, something happened. Some, something some, something got breached for her, something she wasn't cool about. And um, it felt like the fourth wall, so we couldn't talk about it or something. But, like, that's interesting to me. But, yeah, I love, I love that, you know, her relationship with her son and just protective of him and just how she, yeah, she uses her voice for things. And um, I thought she was, she's, I don't know. She's funny, but she feels very intelligent, too. Yeah, I think she is. I mean, she came up, she was very well-spoken. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's really hard on that show. Like, someone's going to break you if you're on that show at some point. So it's going to happen. But that's why I just, I don't know, it's such a messy little season, and I think it's great. Yeah. No, it was, it'll be interesting, because the cast is sort of changing things around. So hopefully it keeps that momentum. But yeah, oh my, I love how we got into a housewife tangent towards. Oh the my end. gosh, I could talk about that all day. That's like my favorite thing. <laughs> as soon as you said you were like, and I'm like, oh, 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 <laughs> yes. Oh man, next when I come down to South Florida again, we have to like link up for like a drink or something. Let's do it, cocktails and housewives, and I will. 
maybe have two cocktails and slide into some housewife DMs and try to get <laughs> my courage up to contact them if you're with me. And that sounds like the best idea ever. <laughs> totally. I'll, I'll invite them too. I'll be like, I'll hit up all the ones I interviewed down there, Alexia, Marisol, and Julie, and just be like, hey, I'm meeting with Mystic Mikhail. If you want to join us, let us go. That sounds like the most fabulous thing ever. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to let you go. But before I do, and you're a 16,000 waitlist, is there anything I should is there anything I should know? Well, no, just thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's such an honor to talk to you. And um, yeah, you can just visit me over at Mystic Michaela on Instagram. And my podcast is Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Perfect. Definitely follow Mystic Michaela. Check her out. And I'm sure we'll be talking after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Will. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.